Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Walking Together podcast. My name is Nick Adams, and I am here with Kyle, John, and Jordan. And we are four guys trying to help you grow and deepen your relationship with the Lord and trying to answer some questions that uh, you think about but uh, don't normally talk about. And John brought up a interesting question this morning. John, you want to... Yeah, Tell so I was I was watching a uh, a YouTube channel that I subscribe to. Uh, this guy that I I respect. It's called Warrior Poet Society, and he has uh, he had a guest speaker on this morning, and or I guess it wasn't this morning because it was kind of like a few days ago. I had trying to play catch up. Um, but he had a, a friend of his that's also a YouTuber on there. Uh, they're both war fighters, and um, the guy has ALS, and he's got two weeks to live basically. Um, and he, he was talking about how he had made the decision. He's going to go fight in Bahrain. Um, I mean in Ukraine, sorry, not Bahrain. Um, and, um, so the conversation was back and forth about that. He was, you know, it was John Lovell's the, the guy for what warrior poet society was basically just friend to friend going, Hey, do you think that's a wise decision? You've got two weeks left. You've got a family, you've got children, you've got, lots of priorities and lots of things. Um, and it was just an interesting discussion. So I thought it'd be something cool for us to talk about. Um, you know, no Sunday school churchy answers, but just legit. You have two weeks to live. Um, you know that, you know, your body's shutting down two weeks from now. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be here. What are your, what are your priorities? Where do you go from there? Well, I think that, depends on if you're married if you have kids if you're single um personally you know just thinking about it you, you know my first priority is god and and then my wife and my kids so you know i i can get where the guy's coming from about you know immediately you want to go do something something you wouldn't normally do some heroic courageous God fear and act, but in actuality, you know, logically I would probably make sure my wife is taken care of, that we're on the same page, that my kids know and believe that, you know, because of my relationship with Christ, that my body's temporary and this life is temporary. So I'm not just dying. I'm moving on to greater things. And I guess just having those conversations would be like my first initial reaction. And then following that, you know, I don't know. I would do, I wouldn't be so worried about time or getting things, you know, you would, you should live like that more, I think. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would do things that honored God and do things that, you know, I wasn't worried about time. Who's that female singer that sang the song, Live Like You Were Dying? I think that was uh, Tim McGraw. Yeah, that was definitely Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty lady. I don't know no. those country singers, man. <laughs> Come on. He wrote that song because he um his dad was actually Tug McGraw, who was a pitcher for the Phillies, and they didn't have a relationship and they started to have a relationship later on in life and they he figured out that his dad was dying and he wrote that song, you know. And part of the lyrics of the song, you know, he would he was riding a bull and skydiving. Yeah, Rocky do it just, Mountain you know, climbing. Yeah. 
Went 2.7 seconds. On a, on a bull, bull named, named Blue Fu Manchu. Man- Blue Manchu or Fu Manchu? Something like that. I always said Fu. Fu Manchu makes more more sense, I think. Like, I mean, Blue Manchu. <laughs> that could be, that sounds like chewing tobacco. Yeah, I was about to say, is there some so, kind of, I know about Red Man, but is there a Blue Man? They're Blue Manchu. <laughs> what makes you think, what makes you, being about to die seems to make you want to have healthier habits. Right. And do things that you wish you would have done. So why, like, why don't we do those now regularly? I think that it's because God created us to be eternal beings. So we don't think about the end. We we live as though we're going to live forever. And I think unless we train ourselves to think that way, to be a wise steward of the time that we have here on this earth, then our what comes out of us naturally is just, I'm just going to keep on going. Like, there's no end. Well, I don't know. I think I think there's two, yeah, there's two sides to that. I guess God would have to be in the equation for that, because um, you could live like you're, like living like you're not an eternal being, which we are through Christ, we're eternal beings. But if you if you remove God from the equation and you treat your life like you're not an eternal being, and once you're dead, that's it, and there's just no more, you know, data erased. Then what's the point of anything, you know? Right. You and end then, up you end up living a pointless life, but living a life like you you know that you are an eternal being, and that your your life here on earth carries over into eternity makes you treat people a different way. Um, makes you be a good steward of the the time that you are here on earth like knowing that your time here on earth is 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 short in comparison to eternity is just a a snap of the finger makes you be intentional about that time because of what that means in eternity and uh, yeah I thought about like you know I guess like the church Sunday school answer for what would you do in the last two you know two weeks of your life you might be like well I'm sit down and study my bible the whole time like, well, you know, if you're saved, you're about to die in two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're about to be with God for eternity, you know? Not saying that in those two weeks you totally forget about God. You obviously keep your relationship with God, and, you know, I think it would make me want to be super intentional about all of my relationships with not just my family, but all my friends, you know? Like, all those friends that I was that I was nervous to talk to them about my faith or, you know, tell them the truth about Jesus and everything and be like, man, I only got two more weeks to tell them. I like, I got to tell them right now. You know, that I think that's, that's, that's where I hope I would be. Um, but I think, yeah, like when Nick said, I was like, you know, my first thing would be to sit down with my wife and my family and, you know, just go through, you know, they've got to carry on the rest of their lives without me. You got to go through all the important stuff finances and mm-hmm. you know all that junk and then and then once you go through all that man just spend as much time with your family as you can and so think about that from Jesus's perspective well like, he like he knew his timeline so that i think that is a motivator i was about to ask is it wrong to have that urgency like even though we know we're eternal and we live forever and in, in that aspect I don't, 
I think it's good to have some urgency because you're only here for a period of time. And, and not only has God given you a mission, but like you shouldn't treat it as in, well, there's always tomorrow because mm-hmm. there might not be, because you're not promised the next 10 minutes, but we don't live our lives that way. So make it count, make what count for what? Right, like, what are we, what are we living for, like day to day, moment to moment? That's what it made me think about. Because I was, I was, I was watching it, and I was, I was hearing what both both guys were saying. Uh, you know, the the guy that was going to go fight in Ukraine, uh, his thought process was, I want them to remember me like this. I don't want them to remember me as a wasted away person in a wheelchair. I want them to remember me as somebody who fought for something bigger than myself. <clears throat> that was his reasoning behind behind going, him knowing he's got about another year of his body doing what it's supposed to do. And then beyond that, he's going to be wheelchair-bound and a prisoner to his own mind. His, his thought process was, um, you know, as I'm reflecting back as a prisoner in my own mind, locked in this shell of a body, am I going to be happy with what I did with the last year of my life? I started thinking about, you know, for me... I think I would be very much like what Nick laid out there. Uh, I would make sure my wife was squared away well. I would make sure that, um, you know, I've been investing in my kids. So I'd be making sure that if there's there's anything that I, I didn't relay to them that I know that they need uh, going forward from their father, that that, that would be, uh, that would be first and foremost, and everything else would take a back seat. Because it's all kingdom-minded in those things as well. So, you know, God being at the forefront of that, He is now. So, But if He wasn't, then, yeah, I would probably have a big shift towards, like, man, i got to tell everybody about Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, if that wasn't at the forefront now, then it would become that way really quick. Have you ever heard the uh, expression, procrastination is a thief of time? And uh, you say that, but, you know... Being honest, most of the time we don't do it. But just to clarify something, we talk about like making sure things are squared away with your wife and your kids. I don't necessarily, it's, it's not so much to make sure they have everything they need and they're comfortable. It's to make sure that they know why we're here and why you did what you did. I don't necessarily believe in, you know, making sure that they're comfortable because being comfortable in my experience gives you more of an opportunity to not rely on God. So it's not that I want to make sure they have everything's paid for and they have everything they need and they don't have to think or want anything. It's more, I want to make sure that they understand that you need to have an eternal mindset and why you're here, what you're here for. Not you're not here just like I think some people's look inward and think you know well what's something I want to do that I never done you know I want to go climb a mountain I want to go surf this the biggest wave ever I want to go you know run a hundred mile race through the desert or so you know trying to have all these accomplishments but anytime I've ever went to go accomplish up and accomplished it. Um, soon as I got done doing it, 
it didn't satisfy me. And you're just going to keep doing stuff and realizing, you know, that there's got to be more than this. Absolutely. How about you, Kyle? Way in. Where are you at? I don't know. I mean, my first thought is, would I sleep or not? <laughs> I mean. You'd you have know, to. Otherwise, kinda... you you wouldn't be able to do anything. Like, if you try to stay awake the whole time, you'd make it three days and right. Well, I mean, like sleep out. as little as possible. Oh, okay. Well, you hear yeah. people say you can sleep when you're dead, but if you don't die, <laughs> then that's that's a, that's, a, that's assuming there's no sleeping in heaven. I mean, who's to say that there's not like sleep in heaven? I, I don't know. Yeah, you might sleep in heaven. I don't know, but no, that was that was my initial thought. It was like, what are the things that I actually would want to do? And it's everything that y'all have said, but. I don't know. It's hard to put yourself in that mindset until you're in it, I guess. Cause who's, who's to say there's not awesome mountains to climb in heaven? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I won't try to or say really don't. Nice you know, or super nice ways. I know? won't try to say don't enjoy yourself or right. that life has to be this binding thing. But you're just saying not to put like all not your... Not to put your needs or not even, not to put your wants in front of... God, I think that's that's what I try to, right. you know, come alongside my wife in and teaching our kids, like, go and be about yourself for a little while and see what happens. You'll see that you can't make yourself happy. Right. That's So that's what I was just thinking is it's like just kind of putting wind. myself through, yeah, and putting myself through that thought process of um, having all the accomplishments really doesn't do anything for anybody else. It's for you. It's it's kind of a selfish you know, last ditch effort sounds like. And so, you know, as fun as some of those things would be, what would be the most lasting thing? What would be the most God honoring with the last few days that he would have you here on earth? I mean, cause yeah, I think you could honor God from and glorify God from the top of a mountain. If you really feel like Everest is your last hurdle that you ever need to climb. But, I don't know. I feel like there's more important things. And so that's what I was just sitting here weighing out and like letting y'all talk. I was like, man, that's. Well, think about like Moses went up a mountain to go look at the promised land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I think about like some biblical accounts of that. Like, but Moses knew he was, he was going. Right. And he went and climbed a mountain to go look at the promised land because he was thinking about what God had told him. Right. But he also charged Joshua. Right. Exactly. I mean, and I don't think that was just a one sentence here. It's yours. You know, I feel like there was a lot of training and preparation involved in that. Well, it just goes back to, you know, is what you're doing bringing you closer to God and helps you experience God? Or is what you're doing pointing back to you? Like, look at me and look what I did. Or I'm doing this because it helps me connect with God and I want to be closer to God. And this is just an avenue for that. And it's also something I enjoy. You know, God's not against having fun. Right. Right. But only you know, you know, your heart motive and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. But I think you're, you know, another, you're, I don't think it's wise to say, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to die in two weeks. So I'm just going to eat a, a quart of ice cream every day because it doesn't really matter. Right. So I think the question 
for That's me, it comes from that is uh, <laughs> cold stone for breakfast. <laughs> That's right, dude. Well, that Maybe yeah, that. that side of it, you definitely be freed up. You know, right? Right. Like, right. You don't have to worry about preserving your body anymore because it's yeah. gone. But no, I so I tell you, I, it was cool. I actually got a chance to uh, work with my dad again. Um, you know, we were installing some floor and. Uh, his dad actually came down. So my, my grandpa came down to help him. And it was just, it was really, it was a really cool time. It's been a long time since we've all been able to do that. And, um, one of the things that he said kind of hit me and dad both. He was like, yeah, I've probably got about 15 years. And I was like, Oh shoot. Why is he talking like that? You know, but what it is is he's actually taken, you know, just being real with himself is like, this is what I've got left. Teach me a number of my days. Right. And so I was like, man, you know, we all do kind of, I don't know, you get kind of down whenever you think about it. But what he said is he was like, man, God's been good to me, though. He said, I got 15 more years to show. That just reminds me to be good at the season of life you're in and don't be worrying about tomorrow or looking forward to tomorrow or always chasing, you know retirement or right you know like the season of life i'm in you know they say your kids from one to five are the most impressionable and most trainable so like in this season of life i'm trying to be focused on my kids and know that when they get older and don't want to play with me i'll have time for the other things that i think god wants me to do and not be so worried about trying to do everything but be good at one or two things. Yeah. I think that's the question that rose up in me was, um, what, what's worth dying for and how, are, how is what you're doing today serving that? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has to. I mean, I think that's the purpose of life. I feel like to give death any real meaning, life has to have purpose. So what do you think is something worth dying for? Love. explain (laughs) there's no greater love than this that a man shall lay down his life for his fellow man that was good thank you a good one turn that one around (laughs) (laughs) one expecter you had us in the first you had us in the first half you had me at love (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah you're right though like that billy crystal said it too and princess bride oh is that where it came from then, uh, then no. you found the verse. No, but oh, okay. anybody want a peanut? <laughs> true love. There's no more noble cause than true love. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say. I mean, yeah, love. I feel like that's a good, all-encompassing answer. Actually, I was about to try and come up with something else, but I mean, that's it, dude. You took it. That's it. That's all. Love. Yeah. It's all about love. What though? Like, you can love a lot of things. Well, I think Jesus summed it up. Love God, love others. So how are you going to do that with your remaining 14 days? It goes back to what you say you value and is what you're doing lining up with that. Right. And that would, I guess, be the next challenge is find what you actually value. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we could look at life like that on the regular uh-huh. and and ask why we're doing what we're doing, well, we talked about that a little couple episodes ago, but uh, that'd make a big difference in the meaning meaningfulness of our lives. Yeah. I would say if you're thinking about that with two weeks left, I would say it's, it's probably too late. Like it's not, it's, <laughs> the two weeks left is not time to right all the wrongs and fix anything. The, the two weeks for me would be to kind of reflect and enjoy all that God has done and just share those experiences and that time with the people that you love and with God. And, you know, if you're trying to do all that in two weeks and you got a tall task. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that impacted me about that discussion in that YouTube video this morning is that guy was, when John Lovell questioned him about that, he was like, you know, I, I just, I decided that a long time ago and I've, I've dedicated my life to, to laying my life down for yeah. weaker people. Um, and I want my kids to remember me that way. I want my wife to remember me that way. Yeah. So he had thought through it, which was, it was impressive, you know, like just. Well, who are we to question that guy right. and saying you're not taking care of your wife and your kids when, you know, he, his relationship might be rock solid and his wife and his him and his wife might have agreed upon that and say, you know, yeah, right. go go do that. Yep. That's right. And that, that was what was cool about the discussion was because it was because it was a discussion between two dudes that, that loved one another in the way that they they walked through life together. Um, you know, the question from John Lovell came from a loving place. Yeah. And the answer came from a loving place and neither person got offended. That's a whole nother, you know, <laughs> yeah. topic of discussions people getting offended. Maybe that's the next yeah. one. I'm here for it. I'm feeling offended already. I'm offended at your offense. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there before it just gets out of hand. It's already gotten out of hand. But, no, I think back, uh, you do have to live with that intentionality, and you have to um, have people around you to keep you accountable to. I know that's one of the things that we bring up every episode almost. But it's because it's so important. It really is. You know, because if, if they didn't have that accountability towards one another, like to even be able to bring up that, you know, the fact about him taking care of his family. You can't do that with just Joe Schmo off the street. You know, that that's a kind of conversation that best happens in community. So, yeah, holding each other accountable. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Yep. Is what, you know, kind of the summary for me. And that's easier said than done, but, you know, you need people around you to that you can trust and that are close enough to you to say, hey, man, you're, you're kind of out of line. Yeah. And not take it as an offense and be able to say, well, what's, what do you see that I don't see? Yep. And that's, I think that's what helps you stay on track, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I want I want to be that kind of friend to the people around me that that if if a friend of mine had two weeks left to live and there was, was hashing out what to do with all of that that uh, that I had poured in and and been a loving enough friend that I would have room to speak into that person's life like that yeah I think that speaks volumes of uh, John Lovell and his relationship with that guy so yeah I think that's a great goal. I agree. Amen.
Hey, man. Cool. Well, this was a short episode, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that pretty much sums up the conversation. I think so, too. So find your people and live every day like it's your last. Can we play a Toby Keith song out? <laughs> Toby Keith? Yeah. I thought it was Tim said, McGraw. No. So, well, that one, too. But the. So I put off for tomorrow what I can't get done today. I'll play it for you. Go for a walk, say a little prayer, take a deep breath of mountain air. Put on my glove and play some catch. It's time that I make time for that. Stay up late and oversleep. Me and Kyle are the only rednecks in the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> All righty, y'all. There was a well, romance happening there that I just... You know. That was... That was an extremely bromantic time. <laughs> <laughs> See, so if you stick around till after the music ends, you may hear Nick and I singing. And we actually, Nick sang at the end of the episode on two episodes ago. This is not going to be a habit. I don't know, man. We're three for three now. I need The people need to respond so it doesn't turn into a habit. <laughs> Yeah, we, and need we also would love a question too. Yeah, that would be great. So, uh, I'm all right, let's close music. it out. I'm, I'm going to cue the music and give them all the stuffs. Here we go. That's right, the music is cued. So, that means it's time for me to close it out. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Walking Together podcast. Just want to thank you for hanging around, listening to us sing a little bit, talk a little bit, and, uh, yeah, just in enjoying hanging out with you uh so again thank you for listening to this episode i uh, hope you enjoyed it if you want to leave us a comment question topic or anything go to gatheringsurfcity.com slash wtp you can find everything you need there uh just again thank y'all for hanging out we will see you next time later for a walk say a little prayer take a deep breath of mountain air put on my glove and play some catch it's time that i make time for that stay up late and oversleep me and kyle are the only rednecks in the room i'm sorry <laughs>